Hello, everybody. Welcome to another week. This is My Bourbon Podcast. I am your host, Perry. With me, again, as usual, per, no- per normal, is Swan. Hey. Hi, buddy. I made it. Yeah, thank goodness. Uh, we are continuing this week our series on the brand new releases from Benchmark or Buffalo Trace. And uh, we are moving on to the small batch this week. Last week, we had the full proof. And we are actually banking all of these episodes. So, yeah. I don't know how this is going to go. <laughs> I do want to say thank you to everybody who might be tuning in for the first time. Uh, We appreciate you being a new listener. If you have not yet, please hit the subscribe button, like, share, comment, do all that good stuff. Leave us a review, uh, five stars preferably. If not, that's okay, too. We we appreciate the honesty here. (laughs) But uh, we have a lot to get to in this episode. Uh, primarily of which is going to be basically a flight of all different 90-proof products that are available from Buffalo Trace. Uh, We're going to be starting out with Benchmark, then moving on to Buffalo Trace itself. And and by the way, actually, this is the Benchmark small batch, 90-proof. Then it's going to be the Buffalo Trace 90-proof. Then Ancient Age 90, uh, which is Mash Bill 2, but Mm -hmm. it's still 90-proof. And then we're going to round it out with the Weller Special Reserve at 90 proof as well. Swan, I don't think that there's really any uh, what you've been drinking recently. Well, uh, we had some benchmark and some Jack Daniels last episode. Benchmark, Jack Daniels. I had multiple Jack and Cokes. Uh, <laughs> you are really flying by yeah. the seat of your pants this week. <laughs> I am. You're doing jumping jacks for some reason. Exactly. <laughs> I did one when he was taking a photo earlier, and he's like, Swan, you're not in the photo. <laughs> Calm down. It's fine. Oh, goodness gracious. These episodes are going to get looser and looser, I think, as we slowly lose our minds. Mm-hmm. I'm ready for it. I'm, I'm ready, ready for too. It. I don't need that thing. I don't even think that we have anything else to kind of prelude into trying this, so should we get into it? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, so last week, as I said, we reviewed the Benchmark Top Floor, and this week, we're going to be trying the Small Batch. I, prior to uh, starting this episode, nosed the Benchmark Small Batch in the Buffalo Trace, and they smelled very similar. Also, I want to point out, as uh, we mentioned on last week's episode, uh, this is a new label, and uh, it says, instead of Elevation Matters, select casks oh i'm glad you got selective <laughs> yeah. uh, it says select barrels are chosen for this small batch kentucky straight bourbon whiskey buyer master distiller the aroma of vanilla and oak gives way to two delightful hints of caramel leather and honey caramel leather and honey we'll find out i, I definitely do get the honey on the nose mm-hmm. yeah i really think the nose is quite pleasant it's, it reminds me really so. Nice. It reminds me so much of Buffalo Trace. <laughs> it's just missing a little bit of that like generic fruitiness that you get from BT, but everything else is there. Oh my gosh! Well, that's a that's a good palate. <laughs> All righty. <laughs> Pack it up. We're going home. It's good. That Bye. is surprisingly good. Oh my gosh! Even the finish. 
It's starting to get into like cinnamon and snickerdoodle ke- uh, uh, territory. Yeah, here on the finish, but the the palate starts really strong. It does, dude. <laughs> You're contemplating things. Uh, yeah. <laughs> what it, what is it? What are you thinking here? It's just it's. I'm wondering the availability of this because a lot of people will buy up BT in other states and in Kentucky uh, just because they can't find it. So when they find it, they tend to get a bottle or two, kind of keep it back. If this is on the shelf all the time and it's this kind of close to BT. This is the perfect alternative. Yeah. (laughs) This is good. This is darn good. I feel like I need a sip of water in between just to make sure that I'm not like... uh, I'm not being influenced too much. I think it's just missing some generic like fruitiness that I get from BT. Yeah, but even still, I don't think that it's. Does it does it really matter? No, I mean they've just obviously they have to distinguish between the products. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, putting the same thing with a different label on there, I mean that would just be insane. Uh, but I, I do think that this one's got that leather that they mentioned, as opposed to some of that fruitiness. Yeah, yeah. But, I mean, we've also got BT right next to us that we can try and compare. They smell so similar. I mean, there there is, like, nothing that I can distinguish between the two that seems like it's a different product on the nose. This one's a little more ethanol heavy for me. The benchmark? Yeah, the nose is very much similar, but this one's kind of one that if you put your nose too far in the glass, it bites you a little. Okay, that is fair. So maybe there is a slightly less refined quality to it but the core of it is still very present yeah i mean it, it is 100 percent the same backbone the same skeletal structure they they, they just smell they smell so identical yeah i'm getting more like cinnamon almost like those real like baked apples on the first one, the second one's lighter. It's got more uh, like actual fruit. I think the second one, the the Buffalo Trace, might be a little bit more approachable on the palate. Uh, it, it's it's kind of got that when people say I like my bourbon smooth quality to it. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. But honestly, in this case, I think that the benchmark delivers a little bit more punch. I think it's going to appeal to people like us that are a bit, you know, of a proof hound because we want it to hurt us a little bit. And at 90 proof, if I have to pick something that's sweet and delicate and fruity and easy, and then I've got this one that's like, you know, I've got a little leather, a little heat. I'm I'm kind of leaning towards it. I do think this is kind of the difference that I see a lot of with, you know, Weller as opposed to uh, Pappy. Yeah. One of them's more oaky, a little less refined. The other one is yeah, definitely yeah, yeah. Uh, a, a crowd pleaser. Yeah. You know? I'm not upset by either of these. I'm not. I'm not either. I also think that the small batch is a significant step up from the top floor. Yes. So I'm not immediately thinking, I need to put this in Coke. Uh, that <laughs> that uh, is That's a step up. Yeah. Already. And, and it, it's a slight step up in price, but yes. I think the quality is leaps and bounds 
over the top floor. This feels more crafted. It does. Yeah, the select barrels that I was making fun of when we first started. Uh, yeah, it's definitely, you can tell. <laughs> they, they took their time to put together a, a flavor profile. So I, I wanted to include these other two mash bills as well. And honestly, we probably could have included Sazerac rye yeah. in there too. But, you know, we're sticking with the bourbon aspect of it. Uh, but now we're looking at the, the 90 proof ancient age, which is higher rye, younger aged, uh, and sign- well, I guess not significantly. It's about the same price. I mean, maybe about 3 or $4 less. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, I, I'm curious what a higher rye with less age might mean for this product. I'm going to blow your mind here. It's shockingly similar. <laughs> <laughs> it's that counterbalance. Yeah. No, the rye is definitely more present. It's a lot more present. Yeah. For sure. I do I kind of like lean off the ethanol as the punching factor to now it's definitely more of a rye punching through. Mm-hmm. I think the palate's a... Ooh. Ah! not the worst thing in the world by any means uh it starts out a little light but as it kind of trickles through that's that ain't half bad i feel like buffalo trace decided all right we need (laughs) one we need one bourbon for every season yeah and they're like well spring we'll just go with the the benchmark (laughs) midsummer you need something pleasing it's just kind of fruity not too wild go with the buffalo trace <laughs> and then so far the fall i'm picking the rye it's just kind of warming yeah, absolutely it's warming it's not it's not too aggressive uh it's definitely present if you were uh, a weeder fan and then you you jumped into this uh there's going to be some stuff that sticks out to you honestly i feel like ancient age is one of the most forgotten products on the market right now. Yeah, I would agree. I, I think that folks look at it anymore, even though it was prestigious for a long time, and they see the fact that it's on the bottom shelf, and they just let it go. But then we look at products like Ancient Age 10 Star or Ancient Ancient Age, which, I mean, we haven't seen in Kentucky in a long time. Also, Berlioz has given me like a, beeline <laughs> eyesight i'm real scared mm-hmm. the cat's gonna attack me anyway um i just feel like it's left behind anymore yeah i will say comparing this to the benchmark uh it makes the benchmark smell like graham crackers it does yeah it's also got a savory note to it that i wasn't getting before kind of like like chocolate covered pretzels almost yeah i i think that the benchmark is a lot more refined in the ancient age surprisingly so i i would agree with you yeah the ancient age is it just feels like it's missing something which is why i think you know they kind of place it on the bottom shelf maybe they're not putting the same level of attention into it they used to um and it seems like they're giving extra attention to the benchmark label now do you think that we could wind up seeing a revival of ancient age yeah, I don't see why not. I mean, Buffalo Trace is doing a huge expansion right now. Yeah. They haven't really gone in and bought out too many uh, big companies recently. Um, 
I could see them definitely getting into some ancient age stuff. Yeah. Uh, maybe even putting out another ancient ancient age or ten star or something. Sure. I think the ancient ancient age is a fun tongue twister that they could definitely market with. Um, Get somebody who's had a few drinks to try and say it ten times fast. Yeah, I'm pretty sure the bartender's going to be like, "That's a whole lot of A's and alliteration <laughs> going on." I'm just going to grab you the grab you this one. Oh, alliteration, another A. Yeah. <laughs> so it's. It's interesting. I think so far, Buffalo Trace is the most refined. I think I enjoy the benchmark the most, but the Ancient Age is—it's just kind of meh it's for me. Kind of, I think the—I think you said this—the crowd pleaser, or like the most accessible. Yeah, it's in, in terms of flavor profiles. Yeah, yeah. I would I would agree with that. I mean, especially if everybody's used to drinking rye. Oh yeah, well, I, I I do think that it is a a good transition uh, between the two. Yeah, but it's definitely not my favorite. No. Are you ready for a total handbrake turn into left a- field? <laughs> Let's go. Well, that definitely smells like a weeder. <laughs> it uh, it's uh, the absence of of rye is there. <laughs> it's all of a sudden very sweet. Very baked goodsy. I will say, I, I, I don't think that the the desire behind Weller is predicated. I think that it's way, way overblown. But there is still a lot to be appreciated about Weller. Yes. And I think that it is super easy to enjoy. I think that if you're trying to get somebody to move towards bourbon or at least, you know, access bourbon from a non-bourbon drinker standpoint, Weller is one of those products that will convince lots of people. It will. That it's that it's okay to drink it's bourbon. Smooth. It is smooth. <sighs> yeah. Huh. Yeah, I'm. Uh, I am so not upset by that at all. <laughs> no, you know, and I hate to be like this. We just had three likely very accessible in your area. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Bourbons. This one's my favorite, man. It's so. Heck on it. It is. It's it's so good. It's got a lot of punch for uh, a you know a weeded bourbon. And for being 90 proof. And for being 90 proof, which I enjoy. Yeah. But it's also, uh, it's just simple. Like, it, they just, I don't know how to, there's not like a ton of complexity. It's just simple. It's so good. Yeah. It's just easy to sip on and forget about. I, I still think Benchmark's pulling a strong second for me. I think so, too. Yeah, which is impressive. Yeah. Um. You know, I've never been a huge fan of the Buffalo Trace uh, stuff, and Perry will tell you he's the first one because we went to go pull out some Buffalo Trace, and he's like, "There's a few picks over there, and uh, maybe one of them might be a non-pick." Yeah. We we tend to gravitate towards the picks because it's something completely left field from what we normally get. The non-pick bottle I had was a three seven five. Yes, which has really served its purpose mainly as being a comparison between picks that I get, mm-hmm. and you know, I I have a. A fair few amount of picks, so you know, based on the, based on the amount of bourbon that's left in that bottle too, you can see that I'm, 
you know, have done some work yeah. going back and forth. But I, I, I do like standard Buffalo Trace as an everyday drinker. But it's just not my favorite. I would rather go for a special reserve. But again, it's not available like it used to be. No. And shoot, I don't know if it ever will be again. <laughs> no, and I think too that's this is why they're adding stuff to their line is they've got things that are not accessible at the moment, and they're trying to find things that are good to put out at a good price. Mm. Dude, <laughs> special reserve. Yeah, that's good. And I haven't done a lineup like this in a long time. No, but this is. I don't even have the words for it. No, I, think, I like this a lot. I think they all punch above their weight, <laughs> for sure. <laughs> I think so. I think so too. Um, we we do need to actually review the the small batch benchmark, but before we get there, uh, do you want to kind of rate these as well? Yeah, just like in what order? Yeah, exactly. Not like give it a full. <laughs> Yeah. Review. We'd be here forever if we did that. Yeah. Uh, so I, I think just in in order of like my favorite, I would definitely go with the Weller. The Weller is just so inviting. It's a crowd pleaser. Yeah. I know these are all gonna be crowd pleasers. I need to stop saying that. It's Buffalo <laughs> Trace. Obviously, they've pleased plenty of crowds. Um, Continue to do so as well. Yeah. And every spirits competition as well. Um, it's just it's simple. So a lot of times I don't yeah. I don't usually give that as a good accolade. I usually say this is too one note. This one it just works. It just does. Yeah, I think so too. It's it is it's simple and gets right to the point. It's not you know it's smooth. It's not painful. It's appealing to new drinkers and old. Um, and then after that I would probably go with the benchmark. Uh, yeah. I like stuff to hurt a little. I know that kind of sucks, but like just bourbon. I I don't disagree with you i think that it but put in different terms i like for it to have an impact or, or punch a little bit yeah you know it, it i don't want to be you know put out by it no or no. upset by it but i do like to have something that's more complex or going to surprise me yeah, I, I feel like it's nice because you kind of get to peel back the curtains and revisit over and over again. Yeah. Uh, and so for that reason, I'd put this one second. There's some complexity to break down on it. Uh, there's a lot of good flavors. I'm a huge fan of like cinnamon graham crackers and Same. that kind of thing. And it's this, one of the reasons we like Elijah Craig so much too. Yeah, it, it's just got a lot of really good staples. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, it seems to be like it's going to be good in uh, cocktails as well. We, mm-hmm. we tried it with uh, um, Jack and Coke with one of the other releases, and it, it held up. Um, as far as Buffalo Trace goes, it's almost too smooth for me. Yeah, they've. I, I would agree with that. Yeah, they've just kind of made it very non-offensive. Uh, there is nothing wrong with that. Non-offensive. Non-offensive. Yeah, it's just there's nothing to be... Aff- like non-offensives here <laughs> sorry dumb dumb tangent please sometimes, move on i sometimes apologize i'm good with like going on with like the no 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 you shouldn't <laughs> you shouldn't be okay with that one please move on it's just it, it there's nothing in it that stands out it's very smooth it's easy to drink uh it's fruity it's got some of that leather it's got a little bit of like the 
you know, char and stuff in it. Uh, it's just easy. However, it doesn't stand up well in cocktails. I've had it in a couple of things, and it gets drowned out fairly quickly. I think so, too. Uh, so, for that reason, I'd put that third. Last, Ancient Age. It, Ancient Age is fine. The rye content is nice. I enjoy it. There's a place for it. But there is so much stuff from other distilleries and from Buffalo Trace uh, yeah. that, it, that stands out way above that. Out of these, I think that Ancient Age is the blandest. Yeah, I mean, it's just like rye, done. <laughs> like it, <laughs> It's got, like, it goes pretty steady. There's a little blip, a yeah. little hump, and then it's over. Yeah. Fun little finish of just kind of my tongue's tingly and then you're done. <laughs> That's it. I'm I'm actually gonna go with the same lineup that you had. I can't I can't disagree with it. Special reserve is just so good, man. It is, yeah. Now, if we were doing another flight and we had some different distilleries in here. Different yeah, yeah, yeah. Even that, different weeded products. Yeah, I think it would get drowned out pretty quick. Yeah, I, I agree. But with, with this specific lineup, no, I think it's it's probably the best. The special reserve. I don't mean to feed into the hype or anything either. No, no. I <laughs> but I mean also look at what you got. You got a product that people are marking yeah, yeah. up to sixty dollars, and then the rest of these are sub twenty. Yeah. Well, That's a good point. I should probably get on Mike. <laughs> Buffalo Trace is maybe thirty at a marked up at scenario. Most. Yeah, I've I've really never seen it higher than that. Yeah. So, so I mean, this is some in some cases double, depending on which liquor store you're work, you're walking into. Yeah. Of course, I had to throw all four together in a in a glass. But let me join you on that. We also do have to actually review. The, the small batch itself on its own. Uh, so we normally have a review system of nose palette finish and price. And honestly, this week, it's no different. I don't know why I said normally. Uh, we're not doing something totally off the wall. Uh, but what we do is we categorize everything out of five. Uh, nose palette finish and price, as I said before. And then uh, we, we give you a final score out of 20. Swan, this has been... Honestly, one of the most surprising bourbons that I've had in a while. Yeah, I'm I'm really surprised uh, surprised by a lot of the benchmark stuff that we've we've kind of gotten into so far, including just the eighty proof. Because I've always looked at it <laughs> yeah, as like I know, I'm right? just not going to touch this, and then it all of a sudden smells like cinnamon toast crunch. <laughs> Maybe we were just you know in the right mindset or whatever. Yeah. See, it's just got so many different qualities. I think the nose, again, for this one, is going to be one of the stronger aspects. Yeah. I am picking up on a banana note I wasn't getting before. See, I'm not really getting much banana. I'm just getting a ton of, like, cinnamon, like, streusel. Oh, I am, I am too, but there, there is definitely a fruity underlayer on there, too, that I... I don't know if I totally like. I think I might like the nose on the the top floor just a little bit better. See, I'm going to disagree. This to me is exactly like the, you know, the center part of the cinnamon roll. Oh, okay. 
Yeah, yeah. Yeah. That's what you're saying. That's what I, I, I'm having a hard time describing it. Like, I'm going between, like, Pop-Tarts and Cinnamon Toast Crunch and that. But it's definitely, it's that. It's got that breadiness to it. I can kind of get what you're saying with the banana, but it's very faint. And it's real banana, too. It's not like Runt's banana. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or Laffy Taffy or something. Ugh. I don't know. I feel like now that I've kind of come back around to it in this flight, I'm getting more of the grain. Yeah. I can see that a little bit. I, I think that it's just not as... I, I think that the oak from the top floor really helped that shine. Whereas this might have gotten mingled with other products or other barrels that didn't do it justice on the nose. Yeah. Maybe I'm missing something. Maybe I've I've maybe I've smelled too many bourbons. I'm not getting a ton of the graininess, but I do see it's there. It's a little brighter than the last one for sure. Yeah. Do the uh, Chad three blast method. <laughs> I I don't dislike the nose. I just think that it's a bit of a step down from the top floor. I'm gonna give it a two point five. I'm gonna give it a three point five. Ooh, wow. Yeah. Okay. I think it's strong. I like it better than the previous one. The previous one had too much oak for me compared to this. That's if fair. I was doing them back to back, I prefer this. But I'm a sucker for a sweet bourbon that leans real bakes goodsy. That's why I love Elijah Craig. That's why I continue to love a lot of the barrel proof releases that yeah, come out yeah. that lean more baked goods instead of like yeah. tobacco. I uh, palate, I'm going to give a three. I want to lean like 3.25. Yeah. I know that's really being picky. I'm going to go for it. I, I think it, the palette's a 3.25. It's really inviting. It's not offensive. I enjoy drinking it. I think that it could serve really well as an everyday sipper. But I think that it kind of lacks a bit of complexity that I would like to see. Mm-hmm. Um, it's definitely not going to compete with something like Turkey 101. No, it's not, <laughs> especially for being so close in price. Yeah, it's just not doing. I, it. I would, I would definitely rather go with Turkey 101. I think that this does market itself as being a daily sipper, a daily it does, drinker. Yes, but I, I think that it's overshined by over, overshined, overshone, overshined. Uh, buy other products in its price category, or at least a couple of dollars more. Uh, I I I think that um, it's an it it is definitely inviting, um, but I don't think that it's going to just blow anybody away. No, it's it's definitely not. Um, oh, I'm starting to get some like cinnamon toast crunch on the finish. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's there. Um, this one for me, the palette's a two and a half. So I I think it okay. was just as good, but in a slightly different way as the top floor. Interesting. Um, where it really shines for me is the fact that it's just so inviting. The yeah, rise yeah. there, but it's not super present. They did a really good job, kind of sticking to what that mash bill would be in my head, but you know 
just in an actual drink. Uh, the big change for me is going to be the finish. So the, the top floor had kind of a weird aftertaste, kind of like a wet tobacco. Just It was a little unpleasant. Sure. Uh, not that it was bad. The heat was nice. The oiliness of it was good. Uh, it went down very nicely, but it, it's just the finish on this, it just it took that and got rid of it. Yeah. It's just very smoothed out and even across the board. I don't, I don't know. I kind of, I kind of like the finish. Yeah, the finish is good. I want it to be more oily. I think that's just from the lack of age. I don't know if I totally agree with you on the finish on this one. I think that it's starting to actually introduce flavors that weren't super present on the, on the palate. I think that it's leaning into things that are a little bit more savory, surprisingly. Um, I, I, I think that it's, I think it's got something to, to be talked about. I don't know. I, I, I think the finish has something to be recognized, but is not like overwhelmingly positive, I guess. I'm going to give it a. That's where yeah, that's where I was at. (laughs) So we actually came around to it. (laughs) Yeah. No, I mean, I. It's just solid to me. It's just very even keel across the board. Just good. It's it's a good daily drinker. They they hit their mark. Price though, we haven't even talked about the price on this one. This is seventeen dollars out the door. Oh. Easy four and a half for me again. <laughs> I think a lot of these are going to hit the exact same area. They're, I don't. Yeah, I don't hate the price on this one. No, no. I I think all of them are going to be pretty good. So you pay a little extra, you get Elijah Craig. Right. Yeah. That to me is your your five dollar value. Yeah. Same your, with Turkey One Hundred One. Your your five point value. Uh, but yeah. I mean, it's just a turkey. You can find it sometimes sixteen ninety nine. But I'll be honest. That's one of those that in retail they call a loss leader. It's just to get you in the door. They don't make yeah, a ton of money right. on it. Uh, I mean, it's it's fine. I mean, turkey's making their money, but Total Wine <laughs> may not be making a ton of a ton of money on it. Yeah. Uh, realistically, I see turkey at like mom and pop stores for closer to twenty two ish. Right. Uh, which is fine. This being at seventeen and probably across the board going to be seventeen. This is a great great daily drinker. Yeah. Overall, and oddly enough, this is a little bit lower for me than the top floor. This is a 12.25. Okay. I just, I I think that it delivers, but I don't know if it has what I was really hoping for as a full experience. And and doing it in this flight, too, compared to the... uh, the special reserve of all things. I think it's mostly good. Yeah. I think this one put me, uh, looks like a 13. So like half a point higher. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's very, they're very similar. 
Yeah. You know, they're expressions of the same thing. I don't expect them to be wildly different <laughs> until we start playing with proof. Yeah. Um, I do like it. I, I do, I do like too. This will definitely be something I pick up. Uh, I think as more of like a throw in the freezer, kind of have something cold, mix stuff with it. I mean, they wanted this thing to be versatile. They did it. Yeah. I will totally agree. I think that, um, oddly enough, I would take the top floor over this one. Does that mean that it's the better product? I don't know. I I think that eventually I'm going to have to do all of these in a flight together. It's going to take a (laughs) little bit of time. Yeah, but it'll it'll happen. I think you just like the top floor because it's different, more different than uh, maybe the Buffalo Trace. Like it's got more yeah. of a standout factor. Yeah, from that's it. a that's a good point. And you got some BT over there, so I got a couple of bottles. Yeah, so just having something different would be nice. Yeah. Well, that does it for the review. Uh, we normally will do questions for our pregame chats for uh, Patreon as we are kind of banking episodes and you know combining things. I weird what's the word submerging it's definitely not that we're adding the questions that we would normally do with uh, the Patreon pregame chats uh, into the main episodes for the time being Um, and all of those questions come from our Facebook group you can head to facebook.com and search for this is my bourbon group and uh, we have weekly posts that go up to where you can leave us questions and uh, stuff like uh, this one comes from Donnie Webb. He, <laughs> he asked, what are your guilty pleasures when it comes to whiskey, food, music, and movies slash TV? Or anything else you want to share? Guilty pleasures. Despite being lactose intolerant, if you put a thing of cheese sticks in front of me, it is gone. Uh, or just like the the mozzarella sticks. I don't know. That's, that's it. I'll, I'll tell you one that I feel really bad about. That... I I hate that I have some kind of affinity for, even though it's just total straight up garbage. Mm-hmm. I Dragon Ball Evolution, <laughs> which is the live action adaptation of Dragon Ball Z, horrible movie. I mean, just atrocious. Yeah, it's not good. And I, every now and then, I just want to be like, let's just watch something. That- you know, I don't have to think about get a little bit upset over. And like, I watched that movie I, the first time I saw that movie. Yes, I did think that it was gonna suck a little bit, mm-hmm. but I had high hopes for it. I I saw it in the theaters with my dad and my brother, and there was a scene where all three of us we just could not stop cackling it was one of the funniest things (laughs) i've ever seen on recorded cinema but at the same time i i still kind of like it for (laughs) there is nothing wrong with that for guilty pleasure reasons i guess yeah i mean another like guilty pleasure is one is going to be one of my tips and bits so i i'll ooh okay i'll bring that and bring that out in a second yeah uh, how about a question from uh, Tammy? What is your favorite flavor of ice cream? Favorite flavor of ice cream? Uh, that is a tough one because the answer is all of them. 
It's uh, not tough for me. Oh, what's you go ahead. Uh, chocolate chip cookie dough. Solid. I I cannot deny my love for the perfect creation. <laughs> That's of fair. Chocolate chip cookie dough ice cream. I like. I base my opinion on ice cream companies or or stores or whatever mm-hmm. if they make it themselves on whether or not they have a good chocolate chip cookie dough that's that's and that's so fair because <laughs> i mean i do i do kind of the same thing it's always either chocolate chip cookie dough or cookies and cream i go into graders for the first time since moving into lexington and i'm like all right i know what i'm getting <laughs> give me the cookie dough um uh, no, I, I I'm gonna give a shout out to kind of a local company here because I think their ice cream is phenomenal. Crank and Boom. Oh, Crank and Boom's fantastic. Crank and Boom. Their bourbon and honey ice cream. Yes, <laughs> even more so. Would die. Their bourbon ball flavor. Oh, uh, have I had it? They I think have, I have. They have a bourbon ball flavor. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Phenomenal. Yeah. One of the best ice creams I've ever had. Again. Lactose intolerant. Willie to hold up. <laughs> Won't stop. I think everybody's a little bit lactose intolerant. You know, mine's more than a little bit. <laughs> but still. <laughs> still. I think everybody's got that in there. I mean, we're not physically made to really keep drinking milk. Well, there's some people that, like, it hurts them a little bit. And there's me eating the entire tub of ice cream, looking well, over at just Diane, know? just going, buckle up. Like, it's... <laughs> That's good stuff. So, but <laughs> it's great, man. It is so good. And if you get yeah, the chance yeah. to go, they make fresh waffle cones. They've got a couple of new. Lo- I think they've got one new location already. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and they were this entire summer in the height of COVID. <laughs> they took a bunch of refrigerators and put them in a parking lot, and then put a tent over it. And they're like, "Come get your ice cream." <laughs> Phenomenal. Good stuff. Good stuff. I really love Crank and Boom. Maybe we could get them to be a sponsor of the show. That'd be great. <laughs> oh, Don Nishida with the with the hard hits here. What is the scariest movie you've ever seen, and how old were you at the time? Oh, we answered this one the other night. Did we? Yeah. Oh. Mine was a shocker oh, for Oh, yeah, you. that's right. We did answer this. Uh, what about another question from Don? Celebrity-endorsed whiskey, good or bad for the industry in the long run? Um, I think it's bad in the long run. Do you? Yeah, because I've yet to have one that I hold in any sort of regard, and they're all pricey for the most part. You know what we should do? I was debating whether or not we should do another banked episode. Mm-hmm. Why don't we do a bonus episode with the Sweetens Cove? We do have some. We do. We do have some. I need to eat a little bit of food before we do that. Yeah. <laughs> But <laughs> are you okay with that? Yeah, I might be good for that. We'll see. I can get a ride. I don't know if I can. You're at that point? Yeah. Yeah, okay, fair enough. Maybe another time. We'll do it tomorrow. Tomorrow, why tomorrow. not? Tomorrow. Yeah, because we are banking these episodes. Yeah. <laughs> I, I don't know. I just feel like they're in the long run going to be detrimental because there's a lot of them that they've put out. They're not in an accessible price range. Yeah, that, that people get and they're just, eh. Why did I pay this much for it? That's fair. I also feel like, though, on the opposite end, 
it does get more people who are willing to invest in bourbon and therefore trying to increase the the demand in the market. Yeah. For places like Buffalo Trace or whomever to keep pumping out products that 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 people love. I would like to see less celebrity endorsed whiskey and do more celebrity endorsed picks. Whoa. Okay. Because instead of you creating a new label, putting something out that's expensive and then right. thinking, well, the bourbon inside would normally be $30, but my name's on it and my printed signature's on there, so I'm charging 120 There's no point in the four times increase when I can just go and get a MGP pick that gets put out under somebody else's label. Is there room for that, though? I mean, you've seen plenty of picks blow up to the point that they're showing up on secondary market. But with a with a celebrity endorsement, I, I feel like picks are always something that we we look at as being curated or or being yeah. adjusted for general well not general masses, but for, for people who are looking for something different to what they can normally pick up on the shelves. Yeah. So what I, I feel like what you would have to get into then is a celebrity who has a good history with bourbon or whiskey in general, and then they can use that knowledge to then go and pick a barrel. Well, let me throw another thing at you. Instead of just doing a barrel, because that obviously brings it down to like a store or a gift shop or something like that. What about if we had another McConaughey-sponsored thing, but instead of doing Long Branch, we went and he did uh, Wild Turkey Forgiven Batch 304. Well, okay. So instead of doing like a one-barrel thing, he got to be the input in the process of an already existing label that's just doing another large batch to put out. Yeah. And then that was the McConaughey pick. And they put out 10,000 bottles. I, yeah, I don't hate that. I'm just trying to understand why there's such a price gap because they printed your signature on there. <laughs> that's, that's, my, that's my issue. And I think a lot of people have that issue, but then they're also thinking, Marianne Eves, Peyton Manning, 14-year pick, or 13, whatever it is. Yeah. I'm willing to pay a premium for that. But then you break it down, you're like, well, there's some... 10-year dickle sitting on somebody's right, shelf for right. 60 bucks. Why am I doing this? Yeah. It's it's a hard thing to get away from. Back to the core of the question. I don't think that it's detrimental at the end of the day, but I do think that it kind of devalues what people see as quality. Yeah. You know, uh, it's it's hard to hit the nail on the head with this one because people are so willing to listen to leaders or followers that they it's it, it's such a weird thing. Mm-hmm. It's hard to it's hard to pinpoint. Anyway, I I just think that it's not that big a deal, but also 
it could wind up being really bad if what we associate with bourbon is just <laughs> celebrities who don't have a palate and they put out bad whiskey. Yeah. Or you can take an entirely different approach. Approach number three. <laughs> You're Dustin and you already <laughs> think that the Russells are celebrities and everything they put out is a celebrity whiskey. Well, well, that's not uh, inaccurate <laughs> or unfair. <laughs> yeah. Because I, I, there's so many people that just idolize the Russells, as they should. Yeah, yeah. It's all celebrity whiskey. Eh, there you go. Fair enough. It's all good or it's all bad. There's no in-between, but you know yeah. what is in-between is where you can find us on social media, which is how we're apparently wrapping up this week's episode. Swan, where can people find you on social media? I'm on Instagram and Facebook at My Bourbon Finder. And I am personally at pritter1492 on all social media channels. You can follow the show itself at My Bourbon Pod on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. You can leave us a five-star rating and review on the iTunes podcast app or anywhere that allows such a feature and we will actually read that out here on the show. But if you don't want us to, that's that's fine. Just let us know. We don't have to yeah, read it out. But don't read or something. Yeah, sure. But the big thing, though, is that you, you leave that review and we actually pop up in the, the search algorithm a little bit. And, uh, you know, if you just go on iTunes and you search for Bourbon Podcast, we'll pop up. Yeah. It's all about leader, listenership viewership whatever it is i don't know you can find all of our apparel and merchandise at bourbonshop.threadless.com you can send us questions or comments to this is my bourbon shop at gmail.com you can also leave us a voicemail for our barrel ring segment at 859-428-8253 and we will listen to it here on the show and then last but not least you can become a patron of the show at patreon.com slash my bourbon podcast for as little as a dollar a month, but at $5, you get the bonus content, like episodes that come out uh, just for Patreon every month, as well as the last call, which comes out after the episodes. I'm doing those backwards, apparently. Uh, and the uh, <laughs> and the pregame chats, which come out uh, the, the day before the normal episodes. And uh, yes, we are working on a little bit uh, to, to the point where we're, we're not producing such content, but... Uh, you know, it will it will come back here very soon. I promise. I promise it will happen. Uh, we also have to thank somebody who is a supporter of the show over on Patreon, and this person this week is Kyle from Bourbon Blind. I'm drinking <laughs> out of one of his glasses I, right now. I am too. How about that? Uh, you can go and follow him. Uh, just head over to YouTube, search for Bourbon Blind. He has been a patron of the show since September of 2018. And we also want to say thank you so much to everybody who supports the show, uh, not just monetarily, but also by sharing it, letting your friends know about it. It is just an incredible way uh, for Siri to listen to what I'm talking about and apparently pop up a little bit <laughs> on the show. No, we appreciate everybody who, who helps us out. And uh, we'll continue to do this even as we bank episodes and I slowly lose my mind but until I am totally depraved of oxygen and I don't know what's going on next week I am Perry and I'm Swan and this is my bourbon podcast <laughs>